0: Hello, and welcome to episode 19 of The Two Tones, Tony Moclair and Tony DeBeast DeBolfo. How are you, Tony? Well, I'm well, Tone. Given what happened over the weekend, can I say right off the bat, I wasn't there. I was at a
1: working bee at my mum's place in Timor, in Victoria. I saw some um, photographs, I think they bobbed up on Facebook, Tony. There was a crowd of <laughs> Moclairs on the top of a roof. <laughs> it and looked like a breakout at the Remarque <laughs> Centre with <laughs> fellows waving t shirts and all
0: sorts of things. He's going. Got up there. No, nothing wrong with a cup of uh, with a couple of untethered seven year olds on the you know corrugated iron roof there. Um, most of them made it down alive, which is the main thing. And Queen Victoria made her cameo too. I'm told she did. We we're in uh, Dunolly on the Sunday for the market, and um, somebody dressed as Queen Victoria was there, giving everybody the day off to celebrate her birthday, a which tremendous. is very kind of her. A great part of the world it is too.
1: It is indeed.
0: Tone, you were one of 47,000. Thousand
1: people at Eddie Etihad Stadium. And Tony, might I say that was probably the best story to come out of uh, the mm. uh, episode on Sunday. Um, 47,000 as you s- stressed. And looking at the, um, the uh, news footage of the lockout, it was a sea of dark navy blue. Oh. And I, I reckon that they did underestimate the, uh, the Carlton monolith. Mm-hmm. It looks now as though the people of Carlton have bought into what has happened this year. And what a great problem for the Carlton Football Club to have, to have so many people clamouring to try and get in to see the team play. can't remember the last time that happened. And if you look across the board, um, it seems to buck the trend because numbers, by and large, were down, uh, with the exception of Spotless Stadium. Numbers were down with in all the other games that uh. I uh, uh, monitored over the weekend, and yet here we are, forty-seven thousand trying to barge into uh, Eddie Head Stadium, and I'm convinced that the greater majority of the audience, Addison Kilda home game were current supporters. Yes. So that is a, that is a great sign for where the club and the team is heading under um, the new coach.
0: Well, what a great shame it is that they got the gate.
1: <laughs> very, very true, Tony, mm. unfortunately. Although, you know, the Collingwood game is not far away. It's a carton home game. Yeah. And, and let's hope they uh, pack the G to the hilt, um, you know, in two or three weeks' time. But let's not get a- ahead of ourselves either.
0: Well, no, Sunday was certainly a reminder uh, of that. Um, speaking of that, tone, you'd hope that the
1: result um, is not going to... I guess, turn people away from the gate, as they say. No, I don't believe it will. Uh, What actually happened was what happened in the reverse when Carlton played Geelong. Yes. I I think St Kilda took to Carlton what Carlton took to the Cats. It it seemed like they'd studied that game. Look, it would be a fair template, I think, for any Mm. uh, team to use, that that Carlton game against Geelong for sure, Tony. And um, I think... Even before the first bounce, um, a couple of St Kilda forwards into Jakob Vietri, mm. you know, and you could tell that the tone was set pretty early on. They'd been um, obviously um, shell shocked into a response to their pretty woeful performance against Adelaide. Um, so it was always going to be uh, on. I, I'm sure the Carlton players were mindful uh, that, that St Kilda were going to rebound hard after that uh, disastrous showing the week before. But we just didn't seem to be able to cope with the relentless pressure that was imposed upon uh, upon the players. And um, we just seemed to be flat for most mm. of the um, the game throughout. Even, you know, when we got mini run-ons, St Kilda seemed to snuff them out pretty quickly and we just couldn't get any momentum at all. You know, all credit to, to St Kilda. They did their yep. homework for sure. Yeah, they did. But we, we just looked like we weren't there. Um, and I'm sure... Um, there are many lessons learnt. Um, the coach kept uh, all of the players in for a fair period after the game. Um, mm. um, you can't mull for too long. You know, he, he, he said that uh, With even with a win. Um, you, you've just got to, you know, keep uh, some sort of equilibrium and move on. And Carlton will move on, um, take full advantage of the buy, and come back hard for... Um, Probably the competition benchmarks now in, in GWS mm. um, had such a great win over Sydney. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how the team collectively responds to what was a disappointing uh, affair against the Saints at the weekend. There's another way of looking at it. With the, I mean, going into this year, there's no way on
0: earth you would have thought we'd be 6-6 six and six going into the bye. So um, any count spotter, I would imagine, would be happy just taking that halfway through uh, the season, um, a game like this where we were under intense pressure and St Kilda's pressure was amazing for four quarters. That gives Brendan Bolton a really good look at who stands up in a contest like that and who doesn't. When you look at the arc of the, the arc that we're on, that 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 a game like this is a really positive, um, I think, um, occurrence. Yes, it does give the, the coaches. And the match committee, a very good indication of where players are at and who we need, who we will keep going forward and who we won't.
1: Well, it's a great comment you make, Tony, because um, there was a quite a significant um, uh, conference, I suppose, post-match with the leadership group as well. Mm. And when a team is you know, p- put under pressure, as Carlton was by St Kilda, it's in those moments that you look for leadership mm. amongst your own. S- someone or col- the collective that can actually... Okay, assess the situation pretty quickly and and understand appreciate something's got to be done here to arrest mm. the, arrest the uh, the trend. We probably didn't get that, uh, with the exceptions of um, probably Simo again and and, and Doc, and Doc yeah. who were under siege. Let's yeah. be fair, um, we didn't really have anyone uh, that that really stood up when the heat was on to basically, you know, rectify the situation, mm. reverse the trend. So I think I think. You know, from a loss you learn plenty mm-hmm. and I would say that, you know, Brendan Bolton would have looked at that and, and perhaps put it back to his group that, look, there are going to be instances like this where we are really, really challenged. Uh, who has the fire in the belly to, mm. to you know, to withstand the challenge and, and turn it back our way? So I think uh, I think much would have been taken mm. out of that, that, uh, that loss, which, to be fair, it... it bucked the trend, didn't it? I yeah. Mean, we, we've been travelling so well. I don't believe in complacency. I don't think the club is in any position to be complacent after a good run of five weeks. You know, in the context of where we've come, we're mm. coming from, it is the journey, as the coach keeps saying, and um, we've got a long way to go. However, I think much would have been learnt from uh, how the team reacted or didn't react to the, to the pressure that was applied by... St Kilda as the opposition.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be too, uh, I guess, downbeat and say that the five wins are the outlier, if you like, that they're. uh, And the the, the St Kilda game is a more uh, accurate reflection of. Where we are, who we are, because we're not. I mean, the team is is constitutionally better and different yes. than they were last year. Very true. But um, yeah, it just as Brendan Bolton keeps saying in his in his press conferences, we are in a journey, and uh, yes. the group is learning, and, yes. and, and all these sorts of things. So, yes,
1: and uh, it does come back to mindset, doesn't it? Because you you know through the week we learned of you know Revolt being unavailable and McCartan pulling out with concussion and Dempster mm-hmm. and all these players. Which you would have thought would have tipped the scales yes. our way. And yet, um, I think St Kilda was so complete in their performance, but it was it was all based on the mindset that they took into the game. You mm-hmm. know, how they approached the game and how they approached their their opposition. Mm-hmm. And they were really in Carlton's face, uh, yeah. as Carlton was against Geelong. Uh, there was a, a, a really great comment made last night on one of the um, uh, television chat shows tone uh, by Jason Dunstall. Where he alluded to the the, the big chase that Matt Cruiser put in. I mm. can't remember the St Kilda player now, but running along the wing, you know, it was about a four or five bounce run, and Cruz was, try as he might, mm. on this fellow's hammer and mm. hanging in and hanging in. Okay, he didn't necessarily run down the player, but Dunstall pin, pinpointed that moment and said, this is what Carlton players to a man have to do yeah. every moment of every game. Yeah. And, and he, he used that chase as a perfect il- illustration of how a player should approach every moment in a contest. And, um, uh, you know, Brendan Bolton's referred to Matt Cruz as the spirit of Carlton. Mm. And, I, and I think that, yeah, that illustrated pro- perhaps better than anything what is expected of every player that takes the field and how they should approach every moment in a game. You know, what about the Jed Lamb double tackle? Well, yes, that was that was interesting. There was a, that, now there was one where there was a there were two players. Um, yeah. uh, it looked like they were tunnelled. Actually, the, yeah. the Seaguller player was cleared of of any wrongdoing there. Um, uh, but that was that was probably a good moment. You had two two players, Crips, mm. and I think it was Jed Lamb uh, vying for the for the footy. Yeah, um, when you got two players of the same team. You know, at each other's throats to win possession of the footy. You know they're on song. You yeah. know that. Um, so that was that was a good moment, I suppose. But we didn't have enough of that through the course of the no. game. Uh, enough guys really willing themselves to the to the contest and the next contest and the next one, and uh, we paid for it accordingly.
0: Losing um, stoppages or the the centre bounce first use of the ball. Yes. Um, yes
1: the St. Kilda ruckman was su- supreme i have to say he was uh, very impressive in the way he uh, really took the game on and the other player that uh, really uh, we couldn't seem to control was um, number 3 for secured was a very mm. good player yeah, jack stephen was jack it? stephen yeah, um, uh, just with his with his uh, explosive you know pace and his ability to you know, bound away from the from the yeah. stoppages. He he was superb, and it's um, contouring goals out of nothing seemingly. And just it was their day. It was, it was, and we just didn't have a a, a way of rectifying the situation, or at least trying to re, re, you know regain some sort of control. You know, and as I said earlier, we you know we. We'd get, kick a goal here, kick a goal there. They'd mm. soon respond with interest. We had a good period early in the game. Um, I thought we are under a siege from the first bounce. Mm. And there was a 10-minute period where St Kilda totally controlled proceedings and your captain h- hung in, hung in. Mm. And Walker was actually the, the first player to kick a goal at the end of that 10-minute period. And I thought, well, the team has weathered that. Mm. Um, should push on, but it wasn't to be. But... Um, we had moments in the game, but unfortunately they were all too few. You know, St Kilda were comprehensive in their, uh, in the way they went about the victory.
0: Well, they were. I was uh, driving into Maryborough at the end of, of the second quarter, 18 points down, and I thought we might actually steal this, but yes. it was
1: not to be. We were playing catch-up all day, you yeah. know. We just couldn't seem to uh, get any momentum or any run on. And um,
0: Was it the open roof tone? Is that what crulled
1: oh, us? I'll tell you what, it was annoying. Uh, I was at the um, – I think it was the, the Coventry end – so we were looking right into the sun from that, that position behind the goals and I uh, can understand how difficult the players were having. You know, they have yeah. got hands to, to yeah. you know, face as, as the ball was coming in. Um, you'd think sanity would prevail. What, you know. what is the logical? they got a roof, what's, close the, it. Yeah, exactly. It, what know. is
0: the – I mean, what's the rule there? I think
1: the rule is if, if, they, if the forecast suggests that um, there's no rain, yeah. they leave it open. Um, is so, that is in a, in a, I guess, a way to equalise it with every
0: other team playing? You know?
1: Well, I, I guess so, but um, it defies logic a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. I, if you, if you have the roof closed, well, there's no variation in light. Yeah. So there's no issue, and um, at the end of the day, it's the, the game has to be the showpiece, mm. and if it's cruelled by conditions which can be avoided, yeah. Um, why would you, um, why would you not take advantage of, you know? Closing the roof It defies logic a little bit, but um, however,
0: one of the things I did see in uh, one of the websites, uh, St Kilda, every time they kicked a gold. was it true they played?
1: Um, oh, oh, that audio! Like, yeah, oh, like, what's, yes. what's the
0: story with that? Um,
1: there was this. There was this terrible dirge that was played between St Kilda goals, yeah. where it was the, the first line of the, the St Kilda theme song, which I'm not about to recite mm, for, good, the, for the good. purposes of the kiddies that are listening at home, <laughs> but it was, it was terrible, it was just this dirge, it was slowed down and oh. it was this dirge between goals and it was actually, uh, well, music, you know, and yeah. it, it, I mean, you're allowed to go to the footy and at least hold a conversation with the person next to you between goals, aren't you? I'm probably getting too old now and <laughs> However, um, you know, I, I thought that was a little bit rich and uh, there, were, there were a lot of people around me that weren't particularly enamoured with um, what was coming through the speakers and, um, you know, Mimo or uh, Eddie had uh, ch- Chiefs. Just, you know, think of the people, you know, the yeah. people that are there that, you know, want to be able to converse with one another when there are lapses in play, not have to compete with... Um, stereophonic sound uh, belting out that rubbish.
0: It's very hard to turn to the person next to you and give an, an expletive-laden uh,
1: assessment of how your team's <laughs> the going. Umpire? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, you want to be heard above the dirge, when you um, uh, vent your spleen against the, the man in white. I don't know who else is doing that. What other
0: club plays or in, imposes their uh, club themes no, on after a
1: goal? No, no. it's. Uh, and it was getting to the stage, too, where... You're always hearing this as the ball was being bounced again in the centre to start the game again. Right. You know, and just, you know, please, just, you know, let's be sensible about You're it. You're going to have Homer Simpson in a mascot
0: suit <laughs> in the middle of the ground before too long. Um, Don't give ideas. Just, uh, just quickly, you spoke to Ed Kerno. It was his 100th game. He yes. Had, he was, uh, Yeah, a little... Well, he. I think he admitted, I mean, obviously he was disappointed to have lost. But, yes, he, um, was. he was. He was looking forward to the break and looking forward to... Uh, getting back into it in a couple of
1: weeks. He was indeed, Tony. Look, he had a h- hard game. Um, he got he got crunched a couple of times yeah, was early. Was Well, I, d- I don't think he was, but he was certainly sore, and that was pretty early in the contest. And that um, – I think he was going head-to-head with Jack Stephen, so that that sort of freed Stephen up a bit. Right. Ed, Ed seemed to be off his game a little bit for, um, you know, mitigating mm. reasons. Um, but – when you look at that particular game in isolation, it reflects um, the sum total of Ed Kerno's career because I, I had the great fortune of speaking to him after the game mm. and I asked him, you know, how would you assess the 100 games so far? Uh, one word, four letters, hard. Mm. You know, he's had to do it the hard way. He, yeah. he was drafted to Adelaide and then released after one year. He came back through the VFL, he, he uh, re I guess reacquainted himself Or acquainted himself The first time with um, Brendan Bolton At Box Hill Really seemed to Kickstart his career Carlton took him As a rookie And um, From then on He's he's really You know Done the hard yards Throughout And um, You know The marathon man He probably runs 15 kilometres Every game he's played mm-hmm. um, 1,500 kilometres In total Do the math um, And um, Still going strong A, a great competitor for the Carlton Football Club and has been asked to do so many jobs and so many great players. You know, you think of Gary Ablett and Selwood and all these Mm. great players that, you know, uh, Ed seems to get those jobs every week. And um, he was disappointed after the game, understandably so. But he's a great man, Ed Curt. I I just want to say, Tone, as a little postscript. When I was leaving the ground, I parked somewhere under the roof and I was walking around aimlessly, you know, as I want to do, and um, a car pulled up and it was Ed, and he no. said, uh, you're right. No. I said, I don't know where I am, Ed. He uh, <laughs> said, that makes two of us. <laughs> but, uh, but he offered a lift to me, and I, I thanked him for that, but um, the trouble was I wasn't sure where to direct him. <laughs> so I kept walking, but he's a great man, Ed Curdow. He is a great um, man.
0: He's a great servant of the club. I yes. know that's
1: overused, but
0: yeah. he d- it was interesting the, who he name-checked, John Parker, he said he mentioned as one of yes. his coaches. I yeah, that and was he acknowledged Brett Ratney, he acknowledged Mick yep, yep. all of them.
1: Great. And another nice little uh, sidelight to Ed Curnow's, uh 100th Tony was that I, I actually spoke to Cassie Kerno, Ed's mother, yeah. during the week for a tribute. And she said one of the great um, moments for them uh, recently was when Charlie also played in the Carlton team. Yeah. And he, she said to hear the commentators. Call Kerno to Kerno. Oh, it's something that they really, God, really awesome. enjoyed. So uh, they're a great family, and, and it won't be long, I'm sure, before we see uh, Charlie Curnow uh, out there with Big Brother. Um, uh, and that's exciting for current supporters because Charlie very much represents the future of the club. Yeah, he
0: does. That's it, exciting for us. It's frightening for anybody um, on the receiving end of Charlie Kerno in full flight. Yes. Because he is going to be... Magnificent, yes, and and
1: Harry Mackay, too was uh, not far from resuming. So, we, so we're talking
0: two weeks with those, and uh, I mean, we look at the form of some of the players in the twos tone.
1: Well, it was uh, again that was uh, one of the the great things to emerge from an otherwise disappointing weekend was the performance of uh, the Northern Blues against Box Hill. Yeah, you know the the benchmarks of the competition uh, to to knock them over by I think it was four or five goals plus was um, tremendous, 36-point um, win, um, uh, with Christian Jackson and Jack Silvani uh, continuing on their good form. Um, so I think what that result tells us is that um, that every member of the senior list to a man is following out the Brendan Bolton edict, yeah. you know, playing the way that this club expects each and every player to play. Uh, and I, I think that really augurs well for um, our future. It also means, I think, that we're improving our depth. Yeah. You know, our depth of player pool is increasing. Um, so that was a very, very pleasant result, um, as I said earlier, in an otherwise disappointing weekend.
0: All I'm hearing from that, Tony, is... is Well, the only question is, are we closer to seeing uh, a Silvani take the field this year?
1: Well, well I, I guess if you... Keep playing the way Jack is playing You mount a fairly compelling argument mm. uh, As to why You know You should be selected um, And I, I suspect If he keeps that Sort of form going He's really going to um, um, Put the heat on the selectors To um, call his name So We, we hope so Tony uh, You know I guess they have to be mindful of, his, of how young he is Yeah But But If circumstances allow he plays the way he's playing Why not
0: what number is he currently
1: wearing? Number two, number Ooh, two. Okay, um, which is interesting. But um, I actually thought he might have pitched for eleven. Eleven was available this year. Yeah, one and one might have been a nice fit. You know, yeah. dad, granddad. But uh, number two it is, um, which is you know a fairly important that's number that's history pretty, in history itself. Great big, big Nick wore exactly. it. Yeah. Um, but he's going along. He's going along beautifully. Um, Christian Jack Yarks, Yucks, yes. Yarks, yes. Yarks is also, yeah. um, you know, finding his feet um, and and you know, returning some good displays. So, look, fingers crossed. There's a couple of players knocking on the door, and maybe we will see Jack. You know, in the not too distant future. That would uh, get lots of
0: dark navy blue bums on would seats. It ever. Would it that ever? That would be magnificent. Now, Tone, um, we've had we've been spoiled over the last five weeks, where we, it's come to. Uh, the difficult job of choosing the three, two, one well, in a game. Yes, um, yes. This week,
1: for different reasons, is no less uh, difficult. Yeah, we we probably had a, a little bit more of a difficult task of finding three good ones, but uh, tone, seeing as you are you have asked, I've pitched for one vote to uh, Matthew Wright, who I thought was. Um, he was pretty honest uh, for most of the afternoon. Bobbed up, kicked a couple of important goals when we needed them, and uh, he's been a fine contributor for Carlton all year, really. Yeah. I've then given uh, two of our defenders the two and three votes, and no surprises here, Simo gets my two vote, and the Doc uh, continues on his merry way, gets three. So yeah. I, I just feel, you know, Sam Dockley and Simpson have been imperious uh, all year yeah. really led the way And uh, the, You know With those two players I mean We talked about leadership earlier that, You know When the going gets tough Those are the, the The fellows that That really Stand up and be counted And um, In, in re- Looking back on the game it, It's no Fault of Those two men That um, can and lower their colours Because they were They were under extreme duress You know The ball was coming in With uh, Gay abandoned And yet yeah. they held firm And And um, and I think they, were, they also provided terrific support to um young Vietring who yeah. was who was also a target early you know um, well doesn 't that say something well it does it does and and I just think you know if we look back probably on two thousand and sixteen, maybe it 's the success of the defensive half the ground mm. that 's been their biggest uh, win for the year because uh, I just think the way that those that core are, are teaming together is superb, and it really sets us up for um for the future, and uh, I know Simo's getting on in years, but he's really playing his bit, the best football of his career, and yeah. uh, no signs of uh, slowing up yet. So, um, no, all power to those two, two players. Well, I certainly hope that the club is doing everything they
0: can to replicate Simo in some obscure part of the South American jungle where German scientists are beavering away (laughs) to to reverse the ageing process (laughs) of that great man. Um, I'm going to second your votes, not having been at the game, but um, uh, I noticed 3OW, can I just say, I mean, yes, I work there, but they did a great call of the game on Saturday. When I heard that um, um, Doc had 11 possessions for the quarter, I thought he's tracking on diesel that's, yes, that's a forty-four for the game. Is, yes. is that was an average day at the office for Greg Williams.
1: Yes, no, very true. And uh, he plays above his weight too. I reckon Sam Doherty. He's um he's good in the air. He's he's you know a, he's a hard nut in the uh, and a competitor in the Peter Dean tradition. You yes, know, um,
0: Spe- and you mentioned Peter Dean, of course, to to Kerno. Yes, said there is on the uh, on the locker, and I thought he's on the locker. How
1: wonderful! Mm-hmm. I mean, that'd give you a lot of pride. Oh, it would, it would. And and I think if you look at Sam Doherty, he plays the way Peter Dean used to play. You know, he's a hard nut. You know, oh, the harder it is, it. the more he loves it, and yes. he's, he's, you know, an uncompromising character and head down, bum up, and off he goes. He's, a, he's a really, he's what a great pickup he's been for the club, and um, all power to him, Tone. Oh, magnificent!
0: Um, now uh, we do, of course, have the buy. I didn't know this tone,
1: um, Sam Kerridge is from Mildura. Yes, well, he, he threw that in because he was going back there, I think, for the buy, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, yes. that's up your way. You, yes, it was. You, that's you, where I went to primary school. Your family wasn't aware of old man Ebenezer Kerridge no, or his <laughs> no, underlings we up there?
0: No, we were, but I
1: was, I was delighted that there was a connection there. Yes. Yeah, well, you'll have to follow that up because, um, you know, the old six degrees of Separation, yeah. Tony I'm, I'm my own mother, aren't I? you will probably find he's looked
0: into his old dad At the old Levanos fish and chip <laughs> shop <Yeah. laughs>
1: But, he, but he, he actually played pretty well too um, And he's been a good contributor all year for Carlton You have to look at those players, Tony And say, well, gee, haven't they been canny selections Yeah You know, by the recruiters You know, to identify fellows like that That have really been honest in the contest And have brought a real steely resolve to the team Which I think was, you know, badly needed
0: uh, well, look, uh, the break is certainly uh, welcome. It's come at a good time. Do you think of how torrid the last, well, say six, seven weeks have yes. been? Yes, These blokes are certainly earned a rest, and I hope they use it wisely. I'm sure they will. Um, we, of course, have the buyers we're talking about. Then we come back. GWS, as you said, uh, uh, the pace setters of the comp at the moment. Uh, Spotless Stadium, 4.35 p.m., Ooh, Battle of the tough. Bridge, I like that. I've got to pay that. That's a good one. You like that one? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, they prevailed, and uh, GWS was superb. It was a, That was, I, pre- I suppose, when you look back in history, that's maybe a landmark game for GWS. And, mm. um, you know, you think of the enormous confidence they would have got in the way that they played, which was not dissimilar the way St Kilda played and the way we played against Geelong. You know, mm. where they, were, they took Sydney on in its own game, the contestant. Possession, they won it, mm. uh, and against a team that's probably the benchmark for you know contested possession footy. Um, and to get uh, GWS at Spotless Stadium, as you say, is probably now you know probably the hardest gig in footy. So how will Carlton respond to that? You know, disappointment of S- the St Kilda game. How will it take on you know the the emerging giant in GWS? Um, you wouldn't get a bit of a bigger challenge confronting uh, Brendan Bolton's players than GWS at Spotless Stadium. Come what may, we must stick fat. 47000
0: is a magnificent effort and a huge endorsement of the coaching staff here at uh, the Carpenter Football Club and the journey that the club is on. It's magnificent. There will be losses. We know that. But... Oh, for goodness sake, to go into the break six and six is uh, better than the wildest dreams we entertained at the end of last year.
1: Absolutely, Tony. You know, as I say, you know, I think Carlton supporters, even the most fervent, would have probably looked at three, maybe four wins for the year. Yeah. Well, you know, the team has exceeded those expectations and um, and who knows, there's still a long way of this year to play out and, and it's important, I think, that Carlton does um, finish strongly um, just to carry on... The, the the good form and 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 perhaps continue on with the um you know the lessons learned probably losses like the St Kilda game there's going to be hiccups along the way and peaks and troughs and as Brenda Bolton has said however we're we're on the way and um you do still get these little uh green shoots emerging throughout the course of the year and it's it's great to see Tony. Um, I don't know if I'll, I'll necessarily make the a spotless stadium, though. I don't know. How do you get there? <laughs> then you're not committed. You start walking now. That's what <laughs> yeah. you do. Yeah. But uh, we'll be watching with interest.
0: We certainly will. Uh, we will catch you, uh, I'm assuming, next week. I don't know what we're going to talk about. Yes. Or maybe
1: we're taking a bye. I'm going under the knife next week, Tony, so I'll be the crook. But <laughs> uh, wish, me, wish me all the best. All
0: right. Well, uh, I welcome back. Um, is that Tony with an eye? Is that <laughs>
1: yeah. the <that> sort <laughs> Some, of... Something along those all lines, right. yeah. Okay. Good to hear. Yeah.
0: All right. Well look, it's all very uh, it's all very now, it's all very trendy, and that's us, as usual, being at the cutting edge of things on the two tones. Tony De Bolford, Tony Moclair, saying go blues, we'll catch
1: you next time. Tony